Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal, Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Cassie Schrader. A couple more great guests this hour. And of course, the best guest of them all, Doug Sprinthal, on a Wednesday, LA Nick. Yeah, where is he? He's out of town. Oh, he is. Yeah, I thought maybe he lost track life. of the day again. Well, that's true, too, because he does that as well. He said Delta I forgot it was Wednesday. Flight. They canceled his flight home? Yep. When we get back, I'll tell you about a little flight thing. I, it, I think it was on Delta, too, as a matter of fact. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Did you want to do an off? Yeah, let's do a live no. one. We'll do a, no, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. This is a really cool thing. i got to pull it up on my phone. I got an email from a woman who is a correctional officer at the um, Ramsey County Workhouse. And she says, Was she your hey, caseworker? No, oh. very funny. <laughs> You're going to feel bad when I tell you the story. So okay. one of her co-workers no, has won't. been diagnosed with ALS. Oh. He's worked there for 16 years. He was a volunteer firefighter in Egan as well. Sounds like a great guy. Yeah. And she was asking for a free car. And I said, you know, here's the problem with that is that if we started doing that, it would never end and we'd go out of yes. business. But I will, if you're doing anything to support your friend, let me know about it, and I'll talk about it on the morning show and the podcast. So this guy reached out, and he just seems like the coolest guy in the world, and he sent me a flyer. They're having an event for him in the uh, 1st of December at the North St. Paul VFW. I'm going to forward this to Cassie and put it on the, uh, we'll get it on the website. Okay. He's, he's a, his guy's name's uh, Eric Marks, and he's just a, you know, that ALS is, that's a, just yeah, a, it's yeah. that's a bitch of a because it's, it's, you go by inches, and of course uh, he's got, you know, he's led a great life from what I can tell. Got a family that eventually you won't be able to take care of. So oh, um, now, see, I told you you'd feel bad. Thank you, Doug. Yay! <laughs> so happy you're right. I'll forward it to Cassie, exactly. and uh, we'll do what we can to support Eric. So awesome. That is wonderful. That's very, very nice. Thank you. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Oh, is that a can? Oh, it's a candle. What did you, you think it was? A one-hitter? Yes, I thought the uh, cast <laughs> oh was God. over here hitting the pipe. I'm like, what, a, what the hell? Don't way, judge. For people who can't see it, it's a silver candle, so it looks like a, a little piece of a, a pot pipe. 
That's what it looks like. Just, <laughs> For those that don't this? know, it's Tom's birthday. It looks like yeah. a pot pipe. It is my birthday today. You it damn was right. gluten-free, but... I see <laughs> no. pot people everywhere. Pot people. So that sad little Twinkie thing was good? The yeah. gluten-free? Sad it tastes like a Twinkie chop- thing. It just didn't look very appetizing, <laughs> did it? I, I mean, admit it. I'm, it looked I'm like more... a, like one of those gag, gag uh, desserts. Poops. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you'd make like something. To gag make it look... That's great. <laughs> oh, like they Dr. threw Holman's in the pool real at Caddy Shark? Yeah. 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 When I opened it up, I was like, ooh. Well, speaking of feeding your children gag desserts. Oh. Yeah, see, Dr. Laurie Dr. Holman. Dr. Laurie Holman will tell you how to manage the anger you have instilled in them. <laughs> <laughs> Did we, do we instill anger in our own children, Dr. Holman? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I know I have. Uh, we probably have. Wait, I didn't hear you. Oh, I just I said... I didn't hear your... I said, do we instill anger in our children? Uh, do you have an angry child? Do you wonder why your child or teen seems on edge, unduly angry, restless at times, or maybe all the time? What's it all about? Do we do that to our children, or is it something else? Well, it's not that we do it to our children. Children are naturally angry at times, just like we are. Yes. The anger itself is a healthy emotion. It's when it's out of control that we need to know how to manage it. Yeah, Catherine. <laughs> but it's my birthday today, Dr. Holman, but I will tell you this. I'm still Happy an angry child. Thank you very much. It's very oh. nice of you. Very, very nice, uh, as a matter of fact. You know, my mother raised seven children by herself. She went through all of these things by herself because my dad uh, wow. left when I was very young. Um but, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine you have some mopey children, you have some angry children. You have all, how do you handle that all by yourself? That's got to be very difficult. That's tough with seven kids, that's yeah. for sure. But my five-step approach is the aim is to help a busy mother like your mother Excellent. to have a way that she can rely on when she has an angry child so she knows what to do. That is a wonderful you an organized thing. way to know what to do. Uh, it's called The Five Steps to Parental Intelligence are explained with multiple examples of how busy parents use them to help angry kids solve problems. What are we, what are we talking about here, Dr. Holman? Well, we talk, there are a lot of different kinds of anger. Um, one thing to know is that there are healthy expressions of anger, and it's important to let kids know early on that anger is a natural emotion that everyone has. But it's all about how it's expressed make an impact how it makes an impact on others so it's important to teach kids feeling language early on so they know that they can express anger in your family if you make anger a taboo then it comes out in unregulated um kind of disastrous ways but if you make it something that is a verbal then it can be regulated and you can express your emotions and that's fine so it depends on how the family approaches the anger as one of the emotions that's natural and human and everybody has the time. So you can't just yell out, shut your cake hole, and the kid be quiet? <laughs> you can't do that? No, that's not a good idea. I would imagine it's probably not. I, I do need to ask you something because, you know, where I grew up yes. and with all those kids and my mother raising us all and all around. Yeah. How does anger turn into rage? Because they're two di- different things, but anger eventually develops, yeah. if, if it's unchecked, develops into rage, which is very dangerous, actually, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You see rage when you see temper tantrums. Oh, okay. And that, that's kind of 
in the normal range up to about three years of age, but after that, it's not normal anymore. And it's a child who really can't regulate their anger. The anger goes from one to ten in a few seconds. Right. Mm -hmm. And what causes that? It depends on the child. With parental intelligence, what you want to know is what's the meaning behind the anger? What's the meaning behind the tantrum? Because once you find the meaning, then you know how to deal with it. You know, every tamper tantrum isn't the same. You know what I should do? I should lie down on a couch and talk to you because I have I have rage <laughs> issues. You could probably help me, and I'm not exactly a child, but yeah, it's, I understand. Please do, please do. <laughs> I why well, I, I do? I, I tell people about this all the time. I, I have had them since I was a little kid. There was a lot of turmoil in the family when I was young, and sure. I think my rage came from fright at first when I was a little child. Because it was a dangerous... That's very insightful. Yeah, I think That's it was. very insightful that behind anger can be fear. Absolutely. And that you don't know how to express that you're afraid of something, and so instead it comes out as anger. That would be, that's a great example, really. Because oh, you would find out through the five-step approach that, what's the struggle, that the child is struggling with being afraid of something, and the anger is just the cover for the fear. That's a really great example. Well, thank you, because to tell you the truth, I think when I look back now, and I didn't know this when I was younger, but when I looked up, look back now, when I was filled with rage, it was because of fear, but it was also I didn't want to show people fear, so I opted, I don't think I did it intentionally, yeah. but instead of showing fear, I opted for, for rage mm-hmm. and anger, because I didn't want to let them know that, yeah, you that I was fearful. To be tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you wanted to show the tough side of you, though. Yeah, yeah. There's no question about that. And I, is that a normal response? Or the reason I ask you if it's normal or not, because even though it's my birthday today, my wife told me yesterday I was crazy. So you know, I just thought I would check with you on that. In the well, most supportive way. Are you happy way. about getting your birthday? Are you happy about your age? Yeah, I am. About it? I actually last oh, night I sat down and I told my lovely wife that I how much I appreciate her and her support and all she has done for me over the years and our wonderful children and grandchildren. Hi. It's a wonderful thing. So I think, and you're the perfect person to ask this, I think my rage has now turned into a form of gratitude now that I've, you know, um, I have grandchildren. You've matured, yeah. Oh, finally. Boy, but, God, Dr. Holman, please don't say I matured because now my wife's going to use it against See, me for the rest of the doctor finally says you've matured. <laughs> We'll just start calling you Moses. Yeah, Moses. Yeah, there you go. I love the subject because there are so many different things, so many different reasons why children are angry, why teens are angry. Can I ask a quick question? I don't mean to interrupt. Okay. So we have a two and a half year old grandchild. Mm -hmm. And she seems to want to lash out at me more than anybody Uh else. And I'm wondering what the hell's wrong with that? What's up with that? I mean, she doesn't do it, like, all well, the time. About your, tell me about your relationship together. Like, how do you get along? What do you do together or not do together? Well, we just, I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm I, the one that we're dancing and running around and doing laps around the, you know, table and, right. and stuff. And ever since uh, she has a new baby brother who's four and a half months old, uh-huh. and she would not let me uh. hold him. She had a fit if I tried to hold him. Oh, <laughs> no, Nana, no. <laughs> no, Sage, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, 
good. So then her mom had a talk with her about how I need to be able to hold Sage from, you know, and it's okay and doesn't mean I don't mm-hmm. love her and blah, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And ever yeah, since I've been holding Yeah. So ever since I've been holding him now, it's like yeah, if she's tired or something, she'll say like, "Kick Nana." <laughs> and look right at me. Kick yeah. Nana. And I'm like, "What did I ever do?" Honestly, Honestly, I would not hold the baby for a while and just focus on her. Yeah. Because she really can't comprehend why this baby has suddenly become so important. And to her, it means she's being rejected. And see, so this is I a would... tough thing because if I'm, if I'm babysitting, if uh, Tom comes with me, thank God, because oh, I can't well, handle both of them. But no. she is yeah. now all over Tom, you know, just hugging him and kissing him and just Because I am the best, there's no yeah. question. But, but he he is a kid that's he's being held 24 hours a day practically. Yeah, he is. He is. He's. Yeah. She's either wearing yeah. him or something because he's one of these kids that just wants to be held all of the time. Me too. So uh, so I'm like yeah. I've thought about that, but it's like I I don't I don't have I can't just you know yeah, play you, with her. You're not an actor. Yeah. 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 So um, are exactly. there any other little tools? Uh, but it, you need you need time alone with her, okay. where you can just give her undivided attention. All right, Doctor you know, Holman. Oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. That's okay. She's making it clear. What's making her angry is she doesn't right. want to share you with the baby. Now you do talk about. Um, we're talking to Doctor Lori Holman about uh, about anger in children. Uh, you do bring up anger in teens. I do have a question. Yeah. If, if you watch the the national news on television and you're a teenager, all you're seeing is how people hate one another based on politics. And it's it's not like dislike yeah. anymore. They flat out hate one another. That cannot be good for a yeah. teenager. No, it's terrible. Honestly, I don't think the kids should watch the news too much. No. And, and you can't control it because they're watching it online. They're yeah. not only watching it on the TV. So it's, it's hard. But the only way to deal with it, you can't stop them from watching it. But you can talk to them about it and give them a perspective that this is not what the whole world is like. That the news picks up on these kinds of items because they're entertaining. Yeah. But this is not what the whole world is like. They need perspective. Yeah, I think it's wonderful because basically if you do watch the nightly news, depending, it doesn't matter which channel it's on either. Uh, Yes. It, it would appear to a teenager, if I were if I were 15 years old watching this newscast, I would take away from it, yeah. everybody is angry and everybody lies to get what they want. Yes, yes, absolutely. People cheat all the time. And the thing is that in schools, kids do cheat and kids do lie. So they are only being reinforced by watching these shows. So it's important to make this a subject of conversation, a discussion point in your household. Yeah. You know, ask them, do kids cheat on tests? Right. Do you see that happening? Why do you think they do it? Um, would you do it? You know, without blaming or judging. Sure. Just having a general discussion about it. No, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, uh, good advice. Yeah, we, we, I, I, it's part of my job because I do two radio shows to watch the evening news, and it's hard as a full-grown man to yeah. watch the news. It, it's very difficult. It is. Because it's it depressing. Is. I agree with you. I don't like to watch it, honestly. No, I understand that completely. The parental intelligence way now, I do want to, uh, you know, uh, Rich Holman is your son, who, and he was raised, yeah. he was raised the parental intelligence way. 
That's right. Obviously, it turned out very, very well, I'm assuming. It did. It certainly did. He, in fact, narrates the audio of the book. Right. Well, that's very cool. Did did you make him or did he yeah, volunteer? Did you guilt him into it? Did you guilt him into it? No soup for you. No, I didn't. I asked him if he wanted to, and he did want to. The publisher said okay. So what do you fact, think? The publisher said he did a good job. Good. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. Is there one thing about the parental intelligence way that, that Rich really took to or you really stressed, or is it the entire uh, program? Well, believe it or not, I have two sons, Rich and Dave. Rich is the younger one. And these two boys have never been punished in their lives. We really, and I'm being very honest, we really parent by talking. And it's not that they don't have strong emotions. They certainly do. And they have political ideas. And they're hardworking, industrious kids who've done very well in college. Um, But we really talk about everything. And I think that of the five steps, the most important one is understanding your child's mind, really trying to understand what their points of view are and respecting their points of view and letting them elaborate them. I think it's a wonderful thing. In my first book, Unlocking Parental Intelligence, in the last um, chapter, Rich wrote a section on, you know, you talk about kids watching the news. And he wrote a section, maybe I, can, I don't know if I can find it really quickly, but um, it's in the last, in the first book, which, which was called Unlocking Parental Intelligence, Finding Meaning in Your Child's Behavior. Mm-hmm. And in the last chapter, oh, if I could find this fast, that would be great. Well, no, um, you know, I could take a break in a couple of seconds and then you could come back and, and after finding it, that'd oh, be fine. I'll find it. Okay. And you'll see how thoughtful he is. He really believes in parental intelligence. He thinks it should be taught in high school so that kids grow up to be parents and have already a stable setting of how to parent. So I like he's it. a real fan of mine. Well, yeah, I can understand that. The Busy Parent's Guide to Managing Anger in Children and Teens, the Parental Intelligence Way. Uh, we'll uh, take a couple of minutes, and you could find that, and we'll come back briefly, and uh, okay. we'll talk to you about the, the passage in the book. We will be right back more with Dr. Lori Holman right after this Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom with an update on my successful weight loss journey. I'm down 92.5 pounds thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutrimost of Plymouth, great people. The official and only provider of the Nutrimost program in Minnesota. I've never been down this road losing so much weight and then keeping it off. So now I'm on the Nutrimost Forever Maintenance Program. This program reminds me to keep hydrated and what is good to eat and keep my healthy weight. Find out how to be successful losing weight by attending the Nutrimost Free Informational Dinner. It is on Monday, November 12th, 6.30 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutrimost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutrimost helped me change my life and they can help you too. But heads up. There are copycat programs claiming to be cheaper with the same results, but they don't take into account the detailed specifics of your body to customize the program for you. Register for the Nutrimost Dinner. Register for the Nutrimost Dinner on November 12th. I'll see you there. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. 
A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. What are you doing? Really, I'm... Cr- Dr. Holman, I'm crying at my own birthday party, apparently. I didn't know that, but I'm finding out right now. Dr. Lori Holman, ladies and gentlemen, the Busy Parents Guide to Managing Anger in Children and Teens, the Parental Intelligence. Where did you find the quote you were looking for? I did. I did find it. Wonderful. I write, so firmly do I believe in these concepts that I dare claim that if everybody raised children using these ideas, we might very well have a de- different, better world. Why do I say this? I received a great deal of support for the answer to this question from my younger millennial son, Rich Holman, who was raised with parental intelligence and has come of age in the 21st century. He believes my book comes at a time when, in his words, many people find, I quote him, America seems to be in a period of political dogma, Mm -hmm. a place where certitude is more important than nuance and understanding. This certainty is masqueraded as strength, but it really comes out of ignorance and fear. I think you can argue that parents fighting with a child, letting their ego get involved, are doing so out of fear of the unknown, unconsciously using a survival reflex, defending themselves unnecessarily. The only thing that can combat fear is knowledge, knowing there's a technique to deal with understanding what's happening in someone else's mind. And that technique is parental intelligence. If parental intelligence were taught that people were encouraged to understand one another before reflexively trying to defend, them, defend themselves, If trying to empathize and know others' minds is seen as a strength, we live in a more compassionate, if not more efficient, society. That's what Rich wrote. I like it. Very, very very good. Obviously, he admires you quite a bit. Yeah, and I admire him, too. Well, that's how it should be. You know, that's a very good point, Dr. Holman. I'm glad you brought that up. Because not only about admiring your parents, your grandparents, they should admire you as well. Because we are all individuals, and we need support from Mm -hmm. our families. That's a good thing. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Dr. Holman, thank you so much. I'm glad that we came back and and, and read his his, uh, quote because I think it's a very, very good point. I really enjoyed our our interview today. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love talking with you, Tom. It's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Dr. Lori Holman, the book is called Happy Happy Birthday (laughs) to Tommy. <laughs> wow! Wow! That's a little sad. <laughs> a little sad. Now we're sad, Doctor Holman. It's too bad. <laughs> the book is called "The Busy Parents' Guide to Managing Anger in Children and Teens: The Parental Intelligence Way." Have a great day, Doctor Holman. Thanks. You too. You too. Definitely have a great day, especially because it's your birthday. I will do that. Thank you. What a nice person. Good. A very nice person. I like <laughs> nice people. You know what I mean? 
Yes. Yes. Very I, nice. I just, I, she's very, very pleasant. And I, I agree with her completely that basically that whole lording over children thing, that's pretty much over now. Yeah, I mean, you have, I, to, you have to offer some direction and, and, and you know, there's got to be some restraint there. But uh, I, don't, I don't see parents lording over their children like they used to. I just went through that with my son, and it's finally in the last six months has gotten better. But for two years, it was a test of patience. He was just what age? Thirteen? Uh, no, no, uh, sixteen and seventeen. Sixteen and seventeen. Yeah, it was. You know, it's like uh, don't. Yeah, I don't think Andy spoke to me for an entire year when he was thirteen. Yeah, I went through that for about Still six or seven months. <laughs> Six or seven months, they didn't talk to you. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I, I, I well, I think it's harder for it, it's that's stuff happens more often when kids have two different homes. You know, oh, so yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you can true. stay away and stuff. It doesn't make the teenage years any easier. But you know, and six months ago, things really changed. There's a famous Mark Twain. I don't think Mark Twain ever had any quotes that weren't famous. But yeah, it's true. It was when I was 14 years old, I realized my father was the dumbest person in the world. And when I turned 21, I was amazed how much he'd learned in seven short years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think that is a, lot, a great quote. A lot quote. of truth. In oh, yeah, absolutely. That is a great. God, I was just by coincidence reading something about Mark Twain the other day. That he had a chance for five thousand dollars to own part of the Bell Telephone Company, oh, and my he took a pass. By the way, God. it is now the most valuable stock on earth. Wow! How? Because he invented the telephone, and the, everybody has to pay who uses anything like a telephone. Oh, jeez! So, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of dough being collected for seven point six billion or seven point eight billion people, whatever it is. Now. Well, he'd be up there with a guy. He was one of the original employees of Microsoft that sold his ten percent oh, yep. stake was, yeah, for eight hundred grand. Yep. I, I think it was, it was Mike. Is it Microsoft? Maybe it was Apple. It was, it was Apple. Um, and it was only. It was not hundred grand either. No, it was, no, it was it was sold it for late. He for sold it for eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Did I say eight hundred grand? No, I'm it was eight hundred dollars. He sold it for. Ouch. How <sighs> much, babe? So basically, Twain turned down the five thousand dollar investment with uh, Alexander Graham Bell, <laughs> and invested instead in some kind of teletype machine. Hmm. Two hundred fifty grand he gave the teletype machine, and then filed bankruptcy about two years later. <sighs> Oh. Poor and Sammy. That's he like, went bankrupt. That's like sitting at a slot machine and just losing everything. You get up, the next person sits down, wins the jackpot. Yeah, that's right. well, there is that. Ugh. That'll happen. Samuel Clemens. That's right. Mark Twain meaning. That was the measure of depth. Exactly. Yeah, about it was like how. It's like 20 feet. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Yep. Mark Twain. I like it. And we went through his little town we on did. that boat, on that river. Hannibal? Yeah. Hannibal, Missouri, we went through there. And it was, it was, yeah, it was really interesting. Of course, there was a guy playing Mark Twain wandering around town, so that made it better. He seriously just wanders around town being Mark Twain. He does. <laughs> he does. He wanders around town Did as Mark Twain. Did he say F you a lot? It was, maybe it was Don uh, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might have been Don Shelby. That's true. Shelby. I miss Shelby. He's a great guy. I know. Got a news guy who's a great guy. How'd that ever happen? Hey, yeah, there's a few of them. You. I think there were times where Don Shelby might have been a little bit of a pain in the Oh, head. there's no <laughs> doubt about that. And I knew him very well during yeah. those times, by the way. And he might say the same thing about me. No, so, no Tom. Even keel Tom. Right. No. I can just sit and listen to The Mr. To... Rogers of classic rock. <laughs> hey, kids, <laughs> F you. <laughs> That's really good. They had, there's a new commercial. Of, was it for the Pixel camera? 
by Google. Um, they're using Mr. Roger singing. In oh, are they? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love nice. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, love it was him. just like, oh, God, it brings me right back to my childhood and nap time. Oh. <laughs> That's why I loved Mr. Rogers because I would watch it before nap time and it would calm you down. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're you know, sprawled out on the couch, snoozing away. So I never remember watching Mr. Rogers. Oh, no, you didn't. Mr. Rogers, oh, when he'd feed the fish. Yep, he would feed oh. his fish. Yep. And of course, Saturday night, excuse me, not Saturday night, National Lampoon did Mr. Roberts' Neighborhood. Yeah. Saturday Night Live did Mr., what was his name? Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Robinson, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Eddie Murphy. Mr. Oh, yeah. Robinson's Neighborhood. Kill my landlord, C-I-L-L. <laughs> <laughs> Although See, I, when was, you were... I was too old for Mr. Rogers. The one that freaked me out when I was a kid was, and it was she, apparently she was different in every market in, in Massachusetts. It was Miss Jean's Romper Room. Oh, Romper Room, sure. And Miss Jean could see you through the television, That's especially correct. on your birthday. And she and that held was just, up the I'm little like, mirror oh, thing. that happened? It's weird. <laughs> I remember it. The Black Arts. We had oh. we had romper room here, Miss Jean's romper room. Yep, I, but I think it was a different miss in every market because they didn't nationally broadcast that stuff. Oh. Are you showing in that pimp picture again? Did you know that he won the election? Yes, even I, though I know. Oh, okay. Don't show people the pimp picture that looks just like me. <laughs> He looks yeah, identical to me in that one picture. I texted yeah. Tom this morning. I said, look <laughs> what you could do when you're in Vegas now. i got to get, a, I get an HBO <laughs> Oh, my God, hat. You, could be a, yeah, you could be a celebrity out there. I'm yeah. a winner. I won. He's back no, from the dead. I Run. You do a one-man show in Vegas, uh, like, you know, because they have all like those impersonators. Exactly. And you can do a Dennis so, Hoff impersonation show. <laughs> so I had yeah. to read about why that occurred. For those of you that don't know, it was a uh, Senate race in... Um, Nevada. Nevada, yep. And the guy that was on the poll was the state owns Senate, right? a yeah, yeah owns a cat house basically, and he died three weeks before the election. <laughs> but under state law, they can't take right. somebody off the ballot. So right. they encouraged right. all the Republicans to vote for this guy, even though he was dead. So then the governor can fill his seat. Oh, so right. It's not somebody. quite as insane as it really uh, sounds. No, no, no. no but the fact true. that a guy who is famous for running a cat house got into the election in the first place is a little bit weird. <laughs> well, he croaked true. in the same place. Lamar, what's his face? Odom. Yeah, he was found unconscious oh, there. Oh, really? The same, yeah, same, yeah. Same cat house. As same. Saw. Well, he owned the cat house. Yeah. So, so did he die there? Lamar Odom, no. No, no Dennis Hoff. Yeah, I uh, guess so. Yeah, I think so. They found oh, so him dead in bed, yeah. Oh, I think so. After a weekend of partying hard. And he's, wasn't 72. that old either. 72, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is Would that have made a about? great legislator. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, don't try to screw me. Yeah. <laughs> no, he would have been taking all the money for whatever. Yeah. We have what I believe is Carl on the phone. Which Carl? Yes, sir, I'm here. Yes, Carl sir, Sussman? I'm here. Yes. You last, last name pronounced Well, it, uh, it, it, it looks like Suchman, but it's old crowd. It's uh, pronounced Shuckman. 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 Like S-H-O-O-K-M-A-S. Yeah. Did you say old kraut? <laughs> <laughs> that's really nice, yep, Carl. That's what I am. Really nice, Carl. The old, we've got the old kraut with us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Carl Suchman. You said Suchman, right? Shookman. 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 Okay. I got Shookman. Murdering the message, how real journalists cope with fake news. I cannot wait to talk to you about this, Carl, because it is driving me insane with the fake news and the lying and the anger. Oh, my God, it's obnoxious. Well, yeah, it's, uh, let's put it this way. If, if your mom or dad or spouse 
if their job that they had, and they were called the enemy of the country, yeah, how would you react? Wouldn't be good. I'd tell them they're a rude no, and horrible no, person. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Precisely. Well, the, the book is the book basically uh, says everybody has biases. Yeah. It's, uh, your birth order, whether you have both parents, whether you come from a divorced home, uh, everybody's got biases. Uh, they even have it figured out now that depending on where you were brought up, the temperature, what kind of climate you had will give you a bias. And, and that's a given. Oh, yeah. But professional journalists fight through this and understand that, yes, you've got to fight through it. There's certain little tricks that we use to get, get through this bias. And the, the very idea that there is some kind of conspiracy with journalists uh, is just so ridiculous because the nature of journalism, it's so too cut rate, uh, cutthroat. And everybody wants to, to get the scoop. So there's not going to be any kind of conspiracy. The, the newsrooms that I've worked in, we couldn't even figure out where we wanted to go for lunch. <laughs> you know, that's my argument against the dark web. It's like I've worked in big businesses, right. and, they, and it's amazing how hard it is to make a decision, and you're exactly right. So I don't know. So anyway, that, that, that's the real basis of it. And, and it goes into, I interviewed 40 different journalists. And these are people who were producers, who were reporters. They've covered huge, huge stories, everything from the bombing of the Murrow Building in Oklahoma City, uh, Three Mile Island, uh, earthquakes. Um, and, and like I said, there are ways to fight the bias. And there, there's, again, you can't get a group of people to agree on, on almost anything. No, I think that's very, Hello? very true. No, no, I think you're absolutely right about that, that you can't get people to argue. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's the whole problem with watching the news now is I have my opinion, and if you don't agree with my opinion, I hate you. I mean, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, it's where people go to get their news. Yeah. Uh, the, the Internet has opened up just incredible amounts of information out there. But people only go and want to hear their own echo chambers. Yeah. Uh, you know, th th that's, that's where all this conspiracy stuff comes from. And, uh, you know, you go to a certain website, and that's all you listen to. It's, it's like having this huge smorgasbord of information, but all you do is eat hamburgers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes and, 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 and people want to hear what they want to hear. Uh, you know, that, that old... Uh, Simon and Garfunkel song, you know, you disregard the, you, a man hears what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it is very it's true. It's so very, very true. Carl, it's amazing to me that some of these stations, and again, I'm a centrist. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I voted for some Republicans, some Democrats yesterday. Uh, I Nothing about this election surprised me at all, so that that's not the issue. I just am watching it because I've been in the radio business, the broadcasting business my whole life. For 48 years I've been in the business. I'm watching it. CNN is going to destroy itself if it doesn't stop. It's already in, what did you say, ninth place, Andy, overall? Yep. Well, well for 
prime time, yeah. Yeah, for prime time, but that's when everybody watches anyway. I mean, if they don't stop with the aggressive, the aggression and the lying, people are not going to watch CNN any longer. I don't know why they do that. Well, and I tell you, that's I, I, I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly, and mainly because they take it personally. Yes, exactly. Um, you, you you cannot you can't. I mean, I am. I was involved with the Dallas Cowboys for uh, about 15 years, where I was producing the majority of everything that the, that they did. This is back in the days of Tom Landry mm-hmm. and uh, Tex Schramm, and I have been I have made them so mad, especially Tex, that he would just <laughs> scream and throw fits at me. And and I mean, really, you, you just can't imagine the things he would say to me. But I never took it personally. It it was always just the job and sometimes you've got to say things that aren't pleasant no no question about <laughs> you can't you know and what well, here's i think what happened with cnn here i'll tell you what can i take a very very quick break and be right on literally a oh, very sure. short break i'll be right back carl shookman our sure. special guest ladies and gentlemen murdering the message how real journalists cope with fake news we'll be right back just a couple of minutes tom bernard show Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. That birthday news, or is it Cinco de Mayo? Blues Traveler. It is Blues Traveler, I do know that. Carl Shookman with us, ladies and gentlemen, murdering the message how real journalists cope with fake news. Uh, Carl is about to talk about... Well, give us his uh, his take on what CNN is doing, because I I don't know anybody can figure out what they think they're doing. Well, I, again, I think that they have they they've taken things too personally. Yes. Uh, number one. And I think that they're angry. Uh, I think that they got very angry when uh, the president admitted that he would uh, not tell the truth and he'd try to set them up. And this, this whole bit about when uh, the president has these rallies and you have his core group shouting at television cameras saying CNN sucks, mm-hmm. uh, the, it's, it's real tough to be professional whenever you have something like that go on. Did you? It, it's almost like, 
I'm sorry. I, d- I was just going to say it, it's almost like uh, a, a we used to call it in baseball having rabbit ears. Yeah. Yep. When somebody would shout at you or shout at a, at a player, and you'd look up at them, you just don't acknowledge that at all uh, to be professional. And I think that's what's happened. That CNN has become has grown rabbit ears, and so they're an easy target now. The, the media always has been mm-hmm. because if you if, you know if you don't like what the media is saying, truthful or not, they're the you know you, you kill the messenger, and so that's always been that part of it, and that comes with the job. It really does come with the job, and yes, there's always been stars in the media. They've always taken themselves way too seriously. They're TV stars, and when when that happens. If, if you're not professional enough to let that stuff roll off your back, I think that's why we have what's happening right now. Did you hear the press conference today at the White House? Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. I was driving when he called <laughs> yeah. Jim Acosta a rude and horrible person. I'm like, I, 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 just don't say stuff like that, please. Well, you know, the other thing, too, I, I don't know whether you guys I, I saw the movie with Tom Hanks and uh, Meryl Streep called The Post. Mm-hmm. About the, the, yep. uh, the Washington Post. The, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Daniel uh, Ellsberg's uh, papers that would they decided to print or not. Right. Ben Bradley was a good, good friend of Jack Kennedy's, a great friend of his, and they held back a lot of stuff back even back in those days of uh, the president being a bit of a rascal in, in the office. <laughs> and yeah. I, I mean, they knew a lot of that stuff, and so. Yeah, you know, there's always been friendships that were developed, but that's not professionalism. No. Uh, I mean, if you are a professional journalist, you're not going to let get caught up in all that stuff. Well, it seems like we've shifted from just telling the story and the facts and just stating the facts to opinion pieces on everything. I think that's a dangerous. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I was very fortunate. I went to the University of Missouri's journalism school, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and it was very, very difficult. Uh, it was, it's difficult to get into. It's difficult to stay there. It's competitive, as you can believe, but they forced us, and they just pounded it into our heads that you do not have an opinion on the story you're doing right? because you attribute everything. If, if, with different sources, you attribute the police say, poli- you know, everything is attributed. It's not ever, I think. Yeah. Or doesn't it seem it, that that was just so nailed into my head that to hear somebody come out and say, I think, or, you know, something that, that, that is kind of reflective of their own personality. It, it's so foreign to me. And now I, now it's not foreign. And that's, that's really troubling to me. I agree with you completely. I wish they wouldn't do it. Would you please just tell me the news and let it go? What I really love, Carl, and I don't know if you – I think that it's in every market. The the little bit they do is in every market. Uh, every, every season, every voting season, they do these things on one of the local channels called Reality Check, where they check and see if these right. ads that they're running are real or not. But what amazes me is – the guy who puts them together is so slanted toward one party. How is that a reality check? You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's your reality. Well, and, and I'll tell you, the, 
Yeah, I'll tell you the other thing that, that I think that may have been causing this stuff with CNN. It, when, I, when I first got into business, there was a thing called Action News. This yeah, was in the, yep. in the 70s. I remember it. Yep. And then, then you had, you had they, they, Maggot was a, 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 a consultant. They, they helped out. Yeah, consultant. Thank you. Yeah, Frank Maggot. Yeah. And so, yep. Yeah, and so then they had this thing where they what we called happy talk, and it was kind of crosstalk, and I think that was part of the problem too. That you had, you know, Ken and Barbie sitting up there on a, uh, on a, uh, the anchor slots, and they they paired them together so it would be almost a comedy team, yeah. and and after every story they felt compelled to say something, <laughs> oh, you know, like. If, you know, a plane crash goes down, oh, that was such a shame. I hope they get to the bottom of this. Or, you know, they, right. they wanted to inject their personalities in it. Mm. And to this day, you can't have any story that you don't have one of them sitting there saying, oh, that's a shame. Or, thankfully, yeah. you know, the, you know they, they just want to impart their personality in it. And that's where, I think that's where it started. And it's just grown to this now that it's, I'm a journalist and I hate this stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a journalist, and I hate this stuff, too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just g give me the news and let me decide. Uh, but again, Carl, I, I just brought this up last hour, as a matter of fact, that, that I do two radio shows, this one and a morning show as well. And I made the statement. I asked the question, how does President Trump get away with calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas? I just asked that question. Three different responses I got, and we got a lot of complaints. I was anti-Trump, I was racist because I brought up Native Americans, the Pocahontas thing, or I was anti-Democrat. Uh, it's just, a, uh, seriously, I was, whatever I said was 100% against whatever they thought, and so therefore they were mad at me. And I just asked a question. It was bizarre. Well, and, and I, I will tell you that that's true in my family. I have the sweetest niece in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, she is just, she's a little angel. She sent me a text about two or three weeks ago, because basically because of the book. And she said, you know, I've got to love you because you're my uncle, uncle, warts and all, but I don't think I like you anymore. God. <laughs> wow. And I, I'm I guessing mean, she's 15. So <laughs> no, 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 no. She, she's in her 30s. Oh, no. And, and, nice. Yeah, it, it, and it was just because I, I put out this book. And and it was I was so taken aback by it. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, I've been married over 30 years. And my wife and I, it used to always be the big joke, my vote cancels your vote. Right. Well, right. for the first time, that, that didn't happen this year. And so, and so I just made the, the statement to, to my friends. I said, you know what? I love her perspective because it, 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 that's that's both sides of the story. Now I don't mm -hmm. have to agree with her, but I love having her saying, "Hey, ha, can you look at it from this way? Can you look at yeah. it from that way?" Yeah. And and, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, it, it, so anyway, you're right. If uh, if I disagree with you, or I, if I don't agree with you, well, I hate you and. You know what? Get out of my country. Yeah, that get out. That's right. Get out of my country. I forgot that one. They they like using that get out of my country one a lot too. Um, well, it, it used to be in the '60s. You know, America, love it or leave it. Yes. Right.
You remember that? Yeah, I do, absolutely, as a matter of fact. I um, Does this all start at the top? I mean, I know that Jeff Zucker was over at, M, uh, at NBC and failed miserably there. So he went to CNN, and now he's tanking that place. Does it all start at the top with people like Jeff Zucker? I think it, it basically starts at the bottom. Oh, okay. Well, that, see, that's that interesting. You, you, that, that, yeah, because if you don't have the solid, the, the shooters, the producers, and the reporters in the small markets, that's where they pick up on all that stuff. They think that they have to be more controversial than somebody else. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it works that way. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works. And so then, instead of the cream coming up to the top, you get bad stuff coming up to the top. Sewage. And, you know, it's almost like drawn <laughs> butter. You know, if you... <laughs> If the bad stuff comes up, that's what stuff you want to get rid of, and then dip your lobster in the better uh, stuff. Yeah, that makes total sense. The book is called Murdering the Message, How Real Journalists Cope with Fake News. Carl Shuckman, it's S-U-C-H-M-A-N. Carl, i got to tell you, I love you, but I don't think I like you anymore. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> well, if you love me for my warts and all, that'll be good. <laughs> all right, Carl, great conversation. Thank you so much for your time, and good luck with the book. It's wonderful. And thank you guys, and thank you guys for having some interest and an open mind towards journalists. Oh, I this love has it. really been refreshing towards me. You're a good man. Thank you, Carl. So, so I thank a, you guys. You guys bye. take care now. I got a maggot story that involves you yeah. and me. An you and me. Yeah. What? So really, th- maggot this going is after like me an again? advertising consulting company, and they're out of Iowa, I think. Aren't I think they? so. Yeah, Frank Maggot. So this was <laughs> back when Alan was the marketing director. It was twelve marketing directors ago, and mm-hmm. KSDP was trying to pitch us yes, on right. using. They were trying to get the whole bag of business. So they had commissioned a maggot study for the stuff that you and I were doing, mm-hmm. and guess what ad they played in front of the test audience? The answer was you and Sarah doing Lacey Underall and the Price Detective. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yes. we, did a, we did a bondage uh, ad one day with Sarah oh where she like um, nice. put the cuffs on the competition yes. and yep. spanked the high prices and stuff. And So then they went funny. into this whole long diatribe about oh, this test terrible and Tom Bernard and it's just it's awful. And I said, okay, I get it. I, I do have one question, though. So I understand what you're saying about this being a, a bad customer reaction. Why did Hubbard Broadcasting hire Tom to do the promos for the evening newscast? And yeah, the room for 30 just years. Went, the room went silent. It was for just, 30 years. It yeah, was great. Yeah, Frank was never pleasant to me. Now, I don't know what I ever did to him, but he never liked me on the radio. He didn't like it. He didn't See, like anything. I can't remember. How old is he? Because I don't. Oh re- God, he's got to be up there now. Yeah, because the 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 big dudes there were like maybe maybe sixty. So I don't think it yeah. was him. I think they were like the, you know, probably the number two and three guys. But that's that happens all <laughs> the time. Well, I, I tell people they don't believe me, but but the fact that that KQ took a political stance so many years ago, mm-hmm. and they decided to kind of lean it right and i said are you sure you want to do this yeah they said yeah we are well it destroyed my voiceover career that's all it did yeah. is destroyed my that. voiceover career thanks fellas yeah you happy and well, by the way then it didn't work then it was my fault yeah. by the way well i told you that was what do you mean you told me i told you it wasn't going to work but you know if you're the head voice you get blamed for everything that's which right. is fine i'll get yeah. over it it's well, not like it's been a horrible career at kq you we know? can cap off the show on a happy note what's that we have a caller well, it depends on who the caller is. Is it someone we like? Oh, my God. It's Laura. Well, oh, yes, it is. hi. <laughs> hi, how are you? 
I'm good. Happy birthday. Thank you. Where have you been, sister? I haven't talked to you in a long time. I was busy, she, busy, busy. She's been busy um, buying cars Driving at Catherine Walzer, crazy actually. on Facebook. You've been driving Catherine crazy? <laughs> no. I do with my best friend. No, I made a deal with her. I made a deal with her. I went one week, but that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to wish you a happy birthday. And hi, Doug. Thank you. Hi, Laura. And, and I, I, I want to um, say, other. I, I have ventured out from the Toyota Walzer and went to the Nissan, and it was great. Walzer Automotive Group. <laughs> Walzer.com. Take that, Michael. I, I had to do it. <laughs> Take that, well, sister. If I don't run into a wall, I'll have to use him and advertise for him too. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Melissa used a, so they, she I went have, to Nissan, Walls and Nissan right. as well. She oh, got right. herself a Rogue Sport. That oh, that's it. right. She mm-hmm. loves it. Yeah, um, my niece got a Rogue, and then my daughter got a Murano. Hmm. There you go. That's very so cool. So nice. Yay. But so I, what I, I did really originally call to, to your birthday is the important thing here. No, it isn't. Selling cars is the important thing. Much more important. Much more important. I want a $200 check, Doug. $200. All right. So we do have things. So if some of the listeners aren't familiar with our group that we have, we have an unconditional Tom Bernard show chat. You can go there, and we've got something up there to let you know how they feel about you on your birthday. And Catherine Uh comments, so be nice. And I want you to be respectful. Oh, oh, yeah. Like well, if they're it. not That's respectful, good. they're gone. I, yeah, we don't put up with any It's crap. good to be queen. Yeah. <laughs> I like we it. don't. No. You call that's not a compliment. This is a compliment. Laura, always a pleasure. Call in more often. It's wonderful to talk to you. I will. I will. TV. I'm trying to catch up on my TV programs to talk with you. Excellent. Please do that because you're so. the one that told us about Rectify in the first place, and I'll yes. never forget it. That was a magnificent one of show. Tom's favorites. God, I, I got a couple. I got a couple new ones that I think you'll like, too. All right. Well, call, in, tom- obscure, tomorrow or, call in tomorrow or Friday and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Okay. Thanks I will call you guys on Friday. Have a wonderful birthday. Bye to everybody. Thank you very Bye. much. We'll talk to you later, Tom Bernard Show.